There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Well, it's Friday on the podcast, and we're looking forward to the weekend, looking forward to the house of God. Looking forward to what the Lord is going to do. I do pray that you have a good church, pray that you have a good sound doctrinal King James Bible preaching church that you can attend this weekend. We thank the Lord for those of us that do have a church and that God has given us that freedom. God has given us that liberty to attend the house of God this Lord's day. Again, Rebecca, the family and I, Lord willing, will be at the Concord Baptist Church in Lexington, South Carolina. We'll be heading home after the services there. And we're certainly looking forward to see the folks there in Lexington. We have something a little bit different for this Friday podcast. We finally have uh, cornered Brother David Vernon. He pastors the Living Waters Baptist Church in Moxville, North Carolina. His son, Brother Zach Vernon, preached for us yesterday on the podcast. And Brother David Vernon is going to preach for us. So, Brother Vernon, we're glad you're here. You just preach what the Lord has laid on your heart for us on this podcast. Amen. Thank you, Brother McVeigh. And I do thank you for having me. It's about time. I've wondered when you was going to ask. I've been pouting about it and everything else, but it is good to be here. And I tell you, I thank God for the podcast. I thank God for the good testimonies and the good preaching, the good word of God that we get to hear on this podcast. I've I've laid in my bed at night and listened to the testimonies of these young men and young ladies that's been born again. And it's just been godly. It's been scriptural. We've laughed. We've cried. We've shouted. We've rejoiced in the Lord over the souls that's been saved. And I thank God they are scriptural. You hear so many testimonies today that's not scriptural and and the, there's not a life to back it up. But I thank God for those that are real and the spirit that bears witness with it. And I just got a few thoughts today. And I, I want to ask a simple question, one that I asked my congregation a couple of weeks ago, I just asked, what is a Christian? What is a normal Christian? What does God expect from a Christian? What does God consider a Christian? Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed. And Brother Sammy Allen used to always tell me that word conformed means similar. And boy, we've got off track with that today. The the church is so similar anymore to the world and so-called Christians are so similar uh, to the world. It's hard to tell the difference anymore. It's hard to tell the difference in their lives. It's, It's hard to tell the difference in the music and it's hard to tell the difference in their gospels. But he said, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may be able to prove that what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The will of God is perfect. The will of God is good, and the will of God is acceptable. That's a pretty good definition of what a Christian is, a person that lives, Romans 12, 1 and 2. But I can guarantee you 
that if you look at the life of the average so-called or self-professed Christian today, and you open your Bible and look at what God considers a Christian, it'll be quite different. Romans 5, 8, 9 says this, but God commendeth his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Romans 3, 23 through 26, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood, to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past, through the forbearance of God, to declare, I say, at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. Sins, ladies and gentlemen, must be dealt with. In a Christian's life, sin must be dealt with. Sin comes through disobedience unto God. The Bible says in Romans 5, 19, for as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Thank God for that. I thank God for the righteousness of Jesus Christ. What's the first thing that sin would do? It'll enter in through our disobedience unto God, unto the word of God. But uh, what is the thing that sin will do? Sin seems to creep in, and the first thing it usually does in my life is it, it breaks fellowship with my father. God will never fellowship with sin. If you think about the story of the prodigal son, you think about that young man as he's living at home, got a good dad, got a good home, got a good situation. But somewhere lust had settled in that boy's heart and he got to looking off into a far country. And before he even physically left that home, there was a separation in his heart from his father. How he longed to be out there in this world and uh, leave the love and the compassion and the godliness of a, of a good home, a home maybe where they're raised in the house of God and how many children are raised in the house of God today? And yet the lust, through disobedience, enters their heart. And they get to looking out into this world and leave a heartbroken mother and daddy sitting at home. So a lot of sad hours and a lot of broken hearts in these mothers and daddies today because of some rebellious child that's got sin in their heart, sin in their life that's never been dealt with. And go out into the far country, out in this world, and water in the hog pens, in the slop, in the cesspools of this life, and 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 begin to acclaim scars and baggage in their life that they'll have to deal with for the rest of their life, and 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 regrets that they'll deal with for the rest of their life. When all along, all we had to do is is just say yes to Jesus and no to this flesh, and. And just submit ourselves to him. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the power of God Almighty. And God can fix those things. And But I, I tell you, the sin business has got to be dealt with. One of the biggest problems with Christianity today is how sin reigns and rules in our lives. Say, preacher, what do I do? I tell you, the only thing there is to do to deal with the sins in our life is to be washed 
in the blood of the Lamb of God. Thank God. Jesus Christ came to, to make propitiation for our sins, and not ours only, but for the sins of the whole world. And I tell you, if you're going to ever get to be a Christian in this life, you're going to have to deal, first of all, with those sins. When I came to Jesus, so much like many of the other testimonies that I've heard on this podcast, I had made a profession when I was 15 years old. I'll never forget. I got back from Faith Baptist Camp, and I was scared about going to hell. I was worried and fearful of dying and going to hell. And everybody had told me time and time again, there's got to be a time and there's got to be a place. And and I'll never forget being 15 years old, bowing beside of my bed at 10 minutes till 11. And I put an X on the spot and I prayed that prayer that everybody told me to pray. And I got up a twofold child of hell and told everybody I got saved. And I walked out of that place or out of my bedroom more lost than I was when I went in. It's amazing. I, re- I even come to the place after that, that I looked at a man that said to me, would you like to go pray? And I, my response, and I done prayed that prayer and asked God to save me and, and do the things that everybody said I was supposed to do. But a man asked me one day, would you go pray with me? And I looked at him and my response was, I don't need Jesus. I don't need Jesus. Folks, that's the modern day Christianity. That's the modern day, that's what most of this stuff produces in in our lives, just I don't need Jesus. But I'll never forget, I was 21 years old, and I was married at the time, and we had a preacher at the church that I did not respect, did not care much for him, and uh, my mother kept asking me, I was married, and she kept asking me to come to the meeting, and finally to get my mother off my back, I said, I'll go, I'll go to this meeting. And I sat in that meeting that night, and I didn't realize it, but I sat in the lap of the Holy Ghost that night, and that preacher preached, and he was fake, and he's a phony. In my mind, in my heart, that's the way I felt. And they began to sing that song, Pass Me Not, O Gentle Savior, Hear My Humble Cry. And the Holy Ghost, one more time, after about seven years, got a hold of my heart. And I begged God, I said, God, if you'll give me an opportunity to go get along with you, I'll get this thing right. And that long ride home, God just dealt with me, beginning to show me the awfulness of my sin, the many of sins that was in my life and the the sin that I was in myself. And and I remember getting home and getting out of the car and I, I went in the house and I asked my wife if she'd go to the grocery store. And I don't know why, I just asked her to go to the grocery store and she left the house. And, and so did I. I went out back and went out into the woods and, and got on my knees and dealt with God and I didn't pray that prayer. I didn't put an X on the spot, but I asked God to have mercy on my soul. And God made a new creature out of me. God have mercy on my soul. And I thank God I come out of them woods that night. Praise God, a different person. I could take you to those woods today, and I couldn't take you to the exact spot. I still can show you the tree, but I couldn't show you the exact spot. And I didn't pray a pretty little prayer, but I know that God had mercy on my soul that night. You say, preacher, what did he do? He dealt with the many sins in my life. I was washed in the blood of the lamb. I was washed and cleansed from all unrighteousness. And I thank God here I am 55 years old, 30 some years later, and I'm still able to bow before that throne of grace and ask God to cleanse me, cleanse my, cleanse my heart, cleanse my soul, cleanse my conscience is what I ask for. God cleanse my filthy conscience Cleanse me, O God, of my filthy ways. I pray, God, that he would help me in many, many ways. But 
Ladies and gentlemen, that was the sins that God had to deal with, all those many, many things in my life. But then there, I found out the next morning when I woke up that there was still a problem, that there was an old man still living on the inside. There was a sin nature that still had to be dealt with. And all the sins that I had committed in my life was 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 coming from that old sin nature, that old man down on the inside. And still here I am today. I love Jesus. I thank God for him saving my soul. But my flesh is still lost. My flesh is still vile. My flesh is still wicked. It still loves sin. But I thank God greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I thank God that sin shall not have dominion over me. You don't have to give in to sin. You don't have to cave in to sin. Men sin because men want to sin. People do what they want to do. We mess up because we want to mess up. The devil didn't make me do it. Nobody else made me do it. It was what I wanted to do. And I tell you, Brother McVeigh, a lot of times we deal today and people are so discouraged and so defeated and and preachers have to spend so much time patting people on the back and trying to encourage them. And I got one good word of encouragement for you this evening. That word is simply repent. If you want some encouragement in the Lord today, praise God, crawl off somewhere and find a place of repentance with God. If you'll get that old heart cleaned up, it'll be an encouragement. Amen. I, I promise you there won't have to be nobody come along and put a hand on your back and give you an attaboy. It'll encourage you in the Lord if you'll just walk with God. But I said, Lord, what are we going to do about this sin nature? That deals with that Christianity. That deals with that normality of Christianity. That sin nature is still there. So how do we deal with that sin nature? To deal with those sins, we get washed in the blood. But to deal with that sin nature, Paul explained it like this. I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. If you want to know what a normal Christian life is, it's not I, but Christ. Amen. It's not I, but Jesus Christ. That's what normal Christian living is. When a man lets Jesus Christ live through him, when a man lets Jesus Christ live in him, when, the man let, when a man lets Jesus Christ, and I know it's not popular today, but when a man will let Jesus Christ be the Lord of his life. I thank Jesus that he's the Lord and Savior of my life. I don't mind letting Jesus be my boss. I don't mind letting him tell me what to do. I thank God that there's one greater than me that's leading and guiding and directing. And ladies and gentlemen, if you'll let the Lord Jesus live through you, you too can live a normal Christian life. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, not I, but Christ liveth in me. That's the key to Christianity. Thank you, Brother McVeigh. There's a lost soul who's tired of his sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord, as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, 
Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed.